Today's podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some unicorns of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I'm a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to day seven of our North American team by team LCS preview podcast series. It has been an exciting adventure so far as we've gotten through more than two thirds of the league, but we are here today to talk about a team that is hoping to innovate their way to the apex of North American talent. And I cannot think of anyone I'd rather break this team down with than my good friend, Walter Ciedes Fetchuk. Walter, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. And we are now in a world where one of the greatest junglers in the history of League of Legends is going to be coached by Crumbs and St. Vicious. What a world we live in. It is going to be a very interesting team to watch. Apex Gaming is the one new team that has entered the North American scene. They got first place in the Challenger Series. They lost 1-3 to Impulse and then beat uh, TDK 3-0 in the final promotion series there. But there have been a ton of changes since that time. They have now opted for a 10-man roster that they'll be alternating with the Challenger Series spot that was transferred to them by Team Dignitas. Basically, all of these guys are eligible to play together with one notable exception. But let's break down the roster first. We have Chris and Ray as potential top laners, Diamond Prox and Shrimp as potential junglers, Keen and Shifter as your mid laners, Apollo and Roar as your AD carries, and Conquan and X-Special as your supports. There are two guys at each position. The only combination that does not work is if is Ray and Roar playing together at the same time because the jungler, because it's Diamond and Shrimp, naturally has to be a foreigner. So only one of those two could ever play at the same time. But otherwise, any other combination you can come up with with these players is absolutely possible and in play. Walter, when you look at this 10-man roster style, what do you think? Can this work in North America? Well, here's the thing. I'm not sure that some of the players that are on this roster should ever touch the LCS stage ever again. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. They're very adamant that this is going to be a 10-man roster in a way similar to how uh, Liquid was very adamant about it at the beginning of the season. And Longzhu was very adamant about, about it at the beginning of the season. So we will see. I don't think they're going to stay as the full 10-man roster for a, very, for a long period of time unless they have a very set strategy of how they want to do it. If they have a very set, okay, game one is always going to be this. Game two is always going to be this. Game three is always going to be this. Like, 
If they do it and they stick with it and it works, great. If not, the second it looks like it's not working, you need to pull the plug on that thing and just go five man and have you know the greatest synergy that you can get because this is this is a pretty decent LCS team outside of a couple of players. Yeah, outside of a couple players is a very fair way to put it. It's certainly an interesting experiment. And and the examples that you brought up, Liquid was originally going to try things that way. They had one game with Smoothie and I Will Dominate before they realized this is a terrible idea and went to Dardock and Matt and just stuck with that roster. Longzu used it a little bit more frequently, but it was honestly to their detriment. At the end of the day, they did not qualify for the playoffs despite having many big-name players on that roster. So it's one of those experiments that hasn't seemed to work yet. And I'm very excited to see how Apex tries to balance it. As you said, there are some players on here that are question marks. There are players on here that we know what they are and are not particularly exciting. But there's also the potential that there are combinations that they could throw together that allow them to play with some more versatility to their ideology, something where they could throw in particular guys for particular compositions and use those strengths to excel in much the way that someone like Easy Hoon would come in for Faker last year whenever they needed an Azir composition to come together. So Walter, I have to ask, when we look at what is the most important storyline to watch, is there any particular player or combination of players that you really want to see come together on this on this roster? So for me, it's going to come down to who fits the best in the LCS, Ray or Roar, since you're considering them the second import spot. You're going to be using it either for the top lane or for the, the AD carry position. Because uh, your jungler is either shrimp or diamond procs. That's already one import slot already used. And personally, I think it's going to be shrimp. They had a lot of success, and Keen definitely worked much better with shrimp. Uh, over the course of the regular season. And if they go with Ray, you'll have that Korean synergy then between your two solo lanes and your jungler. Um, but then that leaves you with Apollo as your AD carry. And Apollo isn't a carry. He's a, he's a utility guy. He's, you know, he's going to bring the utility. He's going to play Ash. He's going to play Blue Ezreal. He's going to play things like that. He is never going to be the guy that's going to single-handedly carry your team to victory. And unfortunately, neither is Keen. Keen is an anti-carry. He's, he's not going to carry it. He's just going to try and take the enemy mid laner and make them useless, which is totally cool. That's a play style. So this is going to come down to, is Ray such a good top laner that it's worth playing with Apollo? Or is Apollo such a detriment that they have to play with Roar and just hope that Chris can sustain his success in the challenger scene and his growth and move that into the LCS, which you're about to say, in the history, he has not accomplished that. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, Chris is the Mendoza line for LCS top laners. Are you better than Chris? Awesome. You can play in the North American LCS. Are you worse than Chris? Stick around in the Challenger Series. You're not ready yet. He has been the bare minimum of what it takes to be at the LCS level. And in both of his previous trips to the LCS, it has gone historically badly. This is a concern to me. Obviously, the North American scene doesn't have quite the same top lane talent that you might see in other regions. But if you were to break down your top laners here, he certainly is not better than Tarshan. He's not better than Huni. He's not better than Seraph. He's not better than Hanser. Lorlo, KFO, Quas, these are all guys that can make a step up. And Impact 
has historically been great. I mean, we're already putting him at ninth right there. That's a problem. That's something that you don't necessarily want to risk. But on the other hand, we just saw what happened when Shifter and Apollo are playing at an LCS level right now. That team finished 10th. That team was not good in any way. And they got eliminated by TDK before they even got to the double elimination part of the promotion tournament. So honestly, what we have here are a lot of pieces that are going to be thrown together, but haven't necessarily figured out a way that they're going to collaborate into something bigger than itself. But Walter, Apex fans right now, they, they want to have some hope. Give, give them some hope here. What is the best case scenario for this team? Best case scenario is that there's worse teams below you. <laughs> I mean, I think that this roster, it's, it's, it's mostly LCS level players. Yeah, we give Chris a lot of crap for being, you know, a challenger gatekeeper and he's never succeeded in the LCS. I get it. But watching the challenger scene against the weaker competition, I'll, I'll say that's true. He looked good. He looked mm -hmm. improved. He looked stronger. Shrimp looked like a solid jungler that might transition into the LCS. Keen has already proven that he can just play against Bjergsen and he can play against these top-tier mid laners and just make them hate their lives and not want to play League of Legends anymore. It's going to really kind of come down to me of the, like, the bot lane and what combination they use and what's successful because if they can be successful with Apollo and Expecial or Apollo and Conquan, then that does allow Ray to play. And Ray could substantially be better than Chris. It just comes down to what combination they figure out works and do they figure it out early enough in the split that they can use that combination to get into the playoffs and, and potentially make a little bit of a run or contest contend with any sort of team in that, you know, six, five, four spot. Yeah, no, there's definitely some potential for that. And as you said, if Chris can play the way he did in the challenger series, then you can put Roar in there, and Roar has the potential to be a very solid AD carry. There is hope for this team if the right pieces come together. Of course, when you look at the worst-case scenario, you just look at, here's a 10-man roster. Historically, those have not gone very well. When you have 10 guys, that means that you basically are never playing with the same five guys in a row necessarily. You have to spend a lot of time and energy figuring out what synergies work and what synergies don't. And while every other team is focusing on the five guys that they have and making those five guys as good as possible, Apex is going to be spending time trying to figure out what combination works. There's an opportunity cost to that. That is time that is not spent making sure that your best five are your best five possible. And maybe the versatility pays off, but Looking through this roster, there's a very good chance that the difference between one option and the next isn't necessarily huge. You know, Shrimp and Diamond, I think, are both solid junglers. But is the time that you lose by not picking one and by trying to make both of them a part of the team, is that going to be worth what you could have done by just having one of those guys and getting that guy to be as good as possible. And you also have to take into account that they're still having half of these guys play in the challenger scene. They have spots for both roles here, which means they could be playing twice the number of games, depending on how Apex manages to shuffle these things out. It's still kind of unclear exactly how much transition between the pro games and the challenger games they're going to have, but it comes into play here. All of this stuff could wear this team down and prevent them from ever really getting to that 
ultimate potential. And that's before we get into the fact that there are a lot of guys on this team who I'm not sure how high the ceiling is anyway. I'm not sure Conquan or X-Special are particularly solid supports that to, to phone home about. I'm not sure if Ray is going to pay off. I'm not sure that Roar is going to be one of the you know top 580 carries that he'd need to be for this team to figure it out. And Keen and Shifter have question marks around him as well. There's a lot that needs to break their way. And to me, this 10-man roster has the potential to hurt them more than it helps. But Walter, all of that into account, where do you think this team ends up? I think this team is a, a little hard to peg because it comes down to how some of these players grow and how they, they all interact. Um, but I'll say they're going to end up probably in like the 8, 9, 9 to like 6 range. I think there's a few teams that all fit in this range, and it really depends on how well they play against each other and how well they grow as teams. So somewhere like 9 to 6. Yeah, I think that's particularly reasonable. I don't see this as a playoff team. I have them in the 7-9 to nine range just because I think the number of things that have to break right, the number of players that need to emerge and take a step forward, it's just hard for me to imagine it at this point. Shifter and Apollo, we have seen play split after split after split. They are who they are at this point, and who they are are guys that weren't able to get Dignitas out of the 10 spot. Chris has been in the LCS before. It's hard to imagine that he's going to somehow take this massive leap compared to what he was. There are reasons to be skeptical in that way. Keen, we know what he was when he was on gravity, and we know his weaknesses. It's going to be difficult to see all of this come together. But if it does, then St. Vicious and Crumbs are going to be praised for being these master innovators that have changed the way we view things. And who knows? The best of three format might play to their favor because as they make these mid-series transitions, it could make a world of difference in forcing teams to be prepared for many different play styles if they can make the time that they spent giving themselves that versatility pay off. But hopefully, you feel like your time listening to this podcast paid off. If you did, you should definitely let us know on social media. I'm at Red Shirt King on Twitter. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. Awesome. You can also find the podcast at soundcloud.com slash esportsroughdrafts or on iTunes if you search for Rough Drafts on the podcast section there. Uh, obviously, if you subscribe, you'll get all of our episodes moving forward, which is great for you and great for us because it allows our algorithms to work kindly in our favor. So we really appreciate when you guys do that. You should also check out all of the podcasts that we already have done so far this podcast series. We did Cloud9, NRG, Immortals, Echo Fox, CLG, and Liquid before we did Apex Gaming today. And in Europe, we've been doing the exact same thing. Schalke, H2K, Rocket, Fnatic, Unicorns of Love, Vitality, and Splice today. You should definitely check all of those episodes out. And tune in tomorrow, where we take a look at a team that was able to purchase a spot that a lot of people were probably interested in and might have some green eyes about, perhaps some some envy in that regard. So until next time, goodbye, Internet.